Hello, and welcome to That Missionary Life. For those of us who are back in this American life, but still want to talk about that missionary life. These are stories and hindsight. It was my birthday recently, and around my birthday, I really found myself missing Brazil. And I was in the car, and I just I started crying, and I was thinking to myself, this is so silly. Every single thing in my life is better now than it was last year when I was in Brazil. Every single part of my life is in a more healthy place, um, is growing, is just really doing so well, and yet I would trade it all in a heartbeat if I was single to go back to Brazil. But I'm not single. I have a family and there's a lot more things to consider than just, oh my goodness, I'd really like to go back. What can I do to make this happen <laughs> when I'm married? And I know that that's not the direction and I'm not trying to go back, but it's so interesting when it's just like, I know that things are going so well and I can see God's hand here but I miss it because it's home, you know? So I've been reading my old blogs and this is, I finished 2005. I'm now in 2006. Ta-da! And I had to go home over Christmas because my visa would only allow me to be in the country for six months. And so when I got back to Brazil in February 2006, I wrote, it's so beautiful here, like coming home. Sometimes I wonder if part of me isn't really alive unless I'm here. And I was like, dang, that just put it really well. Like, that is exactly what I'm feeling now when I'm like, life is really good here in the U.S., but I wonder if part of me isn't really alive unless I'm in Brazil. Here's a funny little random story. Conceição, an English teacher I met at English camp, came and invited me to judge at a concert her school was doing. Each grade would perform a song in English and we would judge it. Uh, I wrote, arrived and I am introduced as the American friend <laughs> and to everyone we pass and I feel very special. I feel even more special when this lady brought all the judges snacks, including interesting things that I have no clue what they were, but I just ate them. Uh, I was wilting a little after three hours and we still had the last two grades to go and about three fans for a couple hundred people located in this building. Then I see Conceição beckoning me down to the stage. <laughs> it was like one of those dreams where they suddenly call you to the front, except thank goodness it wasn't a dream where I forgot my clothes. Um, so she had me say some stuff in English and then try out my Portuguese in front of like 300 people. I've never met and I'm thinking yeah that would never happen in the U.S. but it's amazing how many kinds of these situations end up happening to me in Brazil. When I left the stage I was instantly transformed into a superstar. People were introducing themselves to me and smiling and waving and I'm thinking I'm the same person I was two minutes ago and no one would look me in the eye. Huh weird. 
So sometimes it is difficult in Brazil. Today I bought some flip-flops and the lady was trying to explain to me something about the change that I couldn't understand and so she gave me the look. The you are dumb but I will be nice since you are a rich American look. And I hate it. I think I dislike the patronizing part even more than the thinking I am dumb. Things like taking the bus so I can use the internet forgetting where the place is and temporarily freaking out then finding that we only have one computer to use and three people to use it i really miss instant internet access i miss not knowing how much it costs on the bus and so they always charge me different amounts because they know that they can get me to pay it sometimes it's hard so i'm wondering what were the situations that caused the look and i'm sure you know about the look for you in another country um what were the things that just really graded on you the little things that added up and what were the surprising things like In your country that you went to, were you ever the superstar? Like just randomly introduced or called up on stage for no other reason than you were the American and they wanted you to try out your language or their language, whatever language. And who knew what language it would be, but whatever language you were just supposed to go for it (laughs) at the spur of the moment. Or, Or was it just me? Did you run into those kind of situations? What are these shackles that bind, that limit every victory? What is the name of this wall that stands between progress and success? What is this dam that rains the water in, stopping the flow of the river, commanding the changes to cease? I join forces and claim the victory, together riding out to fight the enemy. I start out so well, but before the battle's done, before I can taste the freedom, this invisible blockage knocks me off my feet my nameless foe returning to haunt me, and everything returns to as it was before. It erases my memory and makes me wonder if I ever even tried to break free of where I am today. I look over my shoulder at the past, and I find it resembles today. What happened to my resolve? What happened to the power to grow and change and press on? Will my future be the same? Has this box I live in become my world? Is it true that no one ever really changes, only rearranges? Where are the promises and why does it look like they failed? Where is the truth, the words that make my enemy fear? What is the problem holding me here? What is it going to take to unmask this enemy, to destroy this power, to march forward and take the life that was meant for me? Here's another story. Sunday night, we went to the new church plant. We are the new church plant. The small group started a while ago, and now they've rented a facility, and we meet there. Telly's family. Telly preaches. Heather plays the piano. Karini sings. David does PowerPoint. We brought Jilson and Ivana, as Jilson sings, and Ivana teaches the children. We practiced songs, two of which I knew, and the others I just tried to learn as we sang. Until 20 after 7. We start at 7. But it was 20 after 7. I was thinking, well, since it's just us, maybe we can just reuse the message and song service. We practiced already. When two ladies walked in. Uh, followed by the invited preacher and a couple of others. Then we began church. That is what it's all about. 
13 years ago, they did that at the first church in Brazil, and now 10 churches later, we continue on. Two years ago, I did the same thing in Timbauba. I remember being a little incredulous when it was just mostly us every Sunday. But now I look back at it, and it's like a church that's all grown up, and I feel like a mom talking about her kid. I asked Karini, I was like, this is what you've been doing all your life? She's like, yep. It is so different from what I'm used to. I get the feeling that (laughs) you go church shopping in the U.S. And like people come and think, what do you have to tempt me to go to your church? I remember being shocked one day when someone in my youth group told me that they would show up, see who was there. And if so-and-so was there, they'd stay. And if so-and-so was not there, they they would leave. It wasn't about God. It was about what it would give them. Even sometimes when I've been a worship leader and I see the blank eyes staring at me, (laughs) and sometimes there's a lot of blank eyes staring at me, I wonder what they are thinking. I wonder if they're thinking, how are you going to entertain me today? And when it's just us at church, it's pretty clear that we are there to give, not to get. We all play a part in the evening. We all need each other to make the night special. And we all have the chance to come to a building and to make it church instead of a building, instead of staying home, because we want to set aside the time to honor God. And even if we are the only ones to show up, which happens a lot too, someday I'm going to see this church all grown up. But right now it's new. It's a baby. And it's not about the people, because sometimes there aren't any It's about God, and God is here, and the evening was a success. So church planting is a big part of missions. I'm wondering what your experience with church planting is. I was completely struck and blessed with how normal and real and simple church planting was. I feel like in the U.S. I got this very lofty, very big idea of what it was. And it was never, like absolutely never like that in Brazil. It was just, hey, let's go out in the street and do this. Let's go on the street corner and do this. And if we have a building, ooh, let's go in the building and do this. And it was, it just really taught me so much about what church is to start and see what it was like to start from the beginning, if that makes sense. And it was just so very real. And I think it has really shaped how I go to church even today. Um, Because I just realize, I don't know, I've, I've never when in the church planting, I've you you don't get to hide. You, you don't get to hide in the back row. <laughs> there, there is no back row. It's like if you go on the back row, they'll ask you to come sit in the front row because, or they'll just take away all the rows and you'll sit in a circle. That's what we did all the time at our little yellow church. You know, when there's not a lot of people, everybody has their role and everybody needs to show up to share with everybody else, if, if that makes sense. And it's not super filling all the time. A lot of times it's a lot of giving and sometimes that's hard, but you learn how to receive in the giving. If that makes sense, 
you also learn to enjoy <laughs> when you come back to the States and there's a back row to hide in. And it's like, oh my goodness, this is so different. Um, but yeah, what are your experiences with church planting, uh, with starting from scratch, and then sort of the stark contrast of attending maybe a mega church or not even a mega church, but let's say a church of over two, three hundred people. Um, it's just a very, very different experience. And it's very easy to fall into the background, I think. <laughs> and sometimes that might be a really good, healthy phase of life. Um, but it's definitely a different kind of church experience, for sure. So in closing, those are some musings from someone who is very much involved in this American life, but just really wants to talk about that missionary life, stories and hindsights. Thank you.